It's July 25th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, the CIA director saying this morning that he is proud of the work that the intelligence analysts did in Afghanistan, which is odd because they got it wrong. So what's going on and why does it matter? That's coming up. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put these two on your radar. First, an update on the wheat wars. We had a deal late last week between Russia and Ukraine to get some of that trapped wheat to market. Well, that plan blew up, literally. I'll explain. Finally, an update on the natural gas wars. Russia promised to restart its pipeline of gas to Europe late last week. Did Putin follow through? I've got the answer. Plus, a new segment today, questions and comments by listeners and my response. So today's is about immigration, speaking English, and what really makes us American. But let's first get started with today's main brief. The director of the CIA, William Burns, made a pretty shocking claim last week. He said that he was proud of his analysts who, as you might remember, predicted that Afghanistan would be able to fight off the Taliban for at least six months to a year after we left. But of course, the CIA got it wrong and Kabul collapsed within days of our retreat. And yet, here's the CIA director, Mr. Burns, saying that he's proud of that assessment. So to really understand the magnitude of this story and what it means to you and America's young people of military age, I want to take us back quickly to last summer to refresh our memories of what happened. So here we go. One year ago in July, the CIA put out an assessment that the Afghanistan government and its military were both strong enough to survive what's called first contact, basically the initial assault by an enemy, the Taliban in this case. And the CIA insisted the Afghans would be able to fight back for at least six months to a year. And it wasn't just the CIA who said that. Joe Biden said the same thing. Remember, he said, quote, the likelihood that there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country, that's highly unlikely. Now, if you recall, Joe Biden and the CIA were joined by General Mark Milley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And he said that, quote, the government of Afghanistan is holding And they have approximately 325,000 to 350,000 person security force, end quote. That, by the way, was a lie. Milley was off by upwards of 50,000 fighters. Finally, we have the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who agreed with everyone else in the American government, saying that, quote, we are not withdrawing. We are staying. The embassy is staying. Now, sadly, we all know that they were wrong. Kabul fell. And along with it, trillions of dollars that we had spent over 20 years right down the toilet. And that's what makes the statement by the CIA director so obviously wrong and alarming. How could he or anyone else in the Biden administration still claim success or or pride in this case when we all saw it with our eyes, the collapse? it, It looked like the fall of Saigon at the end of the Vietnam War. But as dumbfounding as CIA Director Burns' prideful assessment is, it's, it's actually not the most important part of this brief. Folks, we are at war with the Russians. Now, whether we label it a war or not, we are. And that's because first, we've put up $50 billion in aid and weaponry for the Ukrainians. Second, we're sending Kiev or Kiev classified intelligence to help kill Russian fighters and sink Russian ships. And third, if reports are true, we are conducting clandestine operations inside Ukraine with American personnel. In other words, we're not just sending guns. 
were aiming with the intel and pulling the trigger too. But we have not officially declared war, which would be, of course, World War III. So that prompts the question, what could draw us officially into declaring World War III? And the answer is this. If Russia used biological, chemical, or nuclear weapons, we would declare war. That's Joe Biden's position. Or if Russia were to attack a NATO partner like Poland, we would be in. But, but wait, actually. Who would make the assessment that Russia struck first against a NATO partner like, say, Poland? Or that Moscow used biological or chemical weapons? Well, the CIA would make that assessment and other agencies in the intel community, too. But that's a problem, isn't it? Because if the CIA director can't admit that he and his team got it wrong in Afghanistan, and in fact, he's proud of that failed intel assessment, well, then perhaps it suggests that their intelligence isn't all that intelligent. And it could mean that America might rush into war, facts and truth be damned, just like we did in the run-up to the war in Iraq 20 years ago, with uncorroborated claims of weapons of mass destruction. And then, as now, you and your family would pay the very bloody price. And that is why this brief is so important. This, this lie by the CIA director, and it's why you should care. So, folks, if we were in the White House this morning, my counsel would be this. Fire the CIA director immediately. And let me be very clear why. The American people need to trust our spies and intel analysts. Because if they don't, if the White House or intel leadership like William Burns gives them good reason to doubt, then you will not have the hearts and the minds and the wallets of the American people to respond when an international crisis happens. They just won't believe what they're being told. And you certainly wouldn't have the American people willing to send their kids off to this kind of war for that sort of alleged crisis. And if you tried, if you forced the issue, you would set the nation up for social unrest. Those are the stakes here. And that's how damaging it was for CIA Director Burns to have such public and audacious pride in his Afghanistan failure. But again, putting aside Afghanistan and bringing back the conversation about Ukraine, who will believe William Burns if he says Russia attacked a NATO partner or that Moscow used a chemical or biological weapon? Well, frankly, not a smart American. They won't and shouldn't believe any CIA assessment with that kind of leadership. So Burns needs to go. And in his place, hire someone who's not afraid to admit when the intel community gets it wrong. Own up to it. Explain it. Demonstrate how you've learned lessons and how you won't repeat it again. Simply put, you have to rebuild confidence in your leadership such that if you do get good intel that the Russians have crossed some sort of line, then America and the world will believe you. They will have confidence in you. Otherwise, you're going to be called a liar. And if William Burns is still in charge, your critics might just be right. Coming up, a closer look at what's on my radar. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now... I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. 
Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and PureTalk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, PureTalk. Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. As always on the PDB, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put these two on your radar. First up, the wheat wars. We had some good news late last week, a possible deal between Russia and Ukraine to get wheat into the international market. But, well, it's not looking so good this morning. But before I share the latest, let's recap the wheat wars. As we all know by now, Ukraine has wheat locked up in its country, around $10 billion worth, and Russia doesn't want it to get out to market. So Moscow has been blowing up railroad tracks and bridges in Ukraine to stop the wheat trains and the trucks. Plus, the Russians have parked their navy in the Black Sea to stop any wheat ships from leaving too. But late last week, there was a preliminary deal on that last bit, the, the sea route. Russia agreed to let Ukraine escort its ships out past the minefields and then stop in the country of Turkey, where the ships would be inspected for anything you know, naughty like weapons and such. Then when the empty ships returned, there'd be more inspections in Turkey and the process would continue on from there. So there are a lot of reasons to be hopeful about this plan last week. The United Nations was involved. Russia's Vladimir Putin and Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky signed off on it. Turkey's president fully on board. That was Friday. Well, Russia bombed one of Ukraine's ports this weekend, the city of Odessa. The Russians first denied it and then said, okay, yeah, it was us, but then said it was a grain silo. Well, later they said, I'm just kidding. It was a Ukrainian military ship. Well, as you can imagine, the hopes that this wheat deal would go through have been completely dashed. A lot of sad people this morning. The United Nations, very angry. Ukraine, angry. Turkey, very angry. Russia, well, they're probably drinking vodka and laughing at everyone. So what happens next? We'll see, but it's going to be touch and go, ship by ship, if it happens at all. But in better news, at least for countries abroad who are desperately seeking wheat, the price of commodities in general has actually come down a bit lately. And that means that they can better afford wheat to prevent themselves from starving. But for my fellow farming and ranching families, those lower prices aren't great for producers because the price of well, diesel and fertilizer and equipment and you know everything has either not come down at all or only just very little. 
Now, whether you're a buyer or a producer of wheat, you might be wondering what comes next on price. Most forecasters see the price of wheat bouncing around a lot in the next number of months, and that's because the overall global supplies are actually pretty tight. And then headlines like this come along, the, the failed wheat deal between Russia and Ukraine, and that makes things extra bouncy. But as always, I will watch for the latest and keep you all posted. Finally this morning, an update on the natural gas wars. On Friday, Europe was holding its breath, waiting to see if Putin would turn the natural gas spigot back on. If you recall, there had been a 10-day period where the natural gas pipeline from Russia to Europe had been shut down for regular maintenance. Now, most leaders in Europe expected that Putin would keep it shut because, well, he can, and he likes watching Europeans wiggle around like worms on his hook. But much to their surprise, Putin turned the pipeline back on, sort of. The flow of gas remains at 40% of normal, and that was true before maintenance and remains true now. And that leaves Europe far short of what it needs to fill up their natural gas tanks by winter. Analysts now widely expect and agree that energy rationing will happen throughout Europe all in about six months' time. And the impact of that is not just in Paris, France, it's in Paris, Kentucky, too. Remember, Europe is our largest trade partner, so if their economy suffers, so does ours. Regardless, I will be laser-focused on this issue throughout the summer and into the fall, so keep your ears on the PDB for the latest. And with that, one more thing before I let you go. Marsha from Chicago took exception to a brief that I gave you on immigration. So we're going to talk about her opinion and see if you all agree. We'll be right back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which of course means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, save time, and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm. And yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. 
Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just five minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs, ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next suppressor edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more thing before I let you go. Over the past four months, I've gotten hundreds of emails from you all. I've loved them. And starting today, I wanted to kick off a new segment. I want to share with you some of the questions and comments that I get because they make me think, and perhaps they'll encourage you all to do the same. So the first up is Marsha from Chicago, and she wrote about a brief that I gave you all on immigration, where I mentioned that the data show that most illegal migrants don't speak English, and that's bad for their economic success and integration into our society. In other words, not speaking English would prevent them from becoming a full member of the American family. Now, Marsha protested this idea. She said, quote, the vast majority of immigrants in the 19th and early 20th centuries didn't know English, and that didn't prevent most of them from integrating into our American society. Plus, you didn't mention, Brian, that the two factors that make the most difference in immigrant success, ambition and the willingness to work hard. So, Marsha, thank you for writing and disagreeing. I, I do not want the PDB to be an echo chamber, so thank you for standing up for what you believe in and, and showing others that they can do exactly the same, no matter what I might say. So thank you. But I would ask everyone, and, and not just Marsha, what makes us Americans? Now, as you think about that, I offer up our national motto, which of course is e pluribus unum, or out of many, one. The idea is that through all of our diversity and difference, there's something that makes us one country, one people. So if Marsha's right and it's not a shared language, what is it? Now, Marsha mentioned two really good things, ambition and the willingness to work hard. Now, I defer to you on whether that's enough, but let's just say that she's right, that those are unique American qualities. But the problem is, lots of folks in America disagree with Marsha. In fact, they think that ambition and hard work are stuff for only white Americans. Let me explain. Two years ago, in July of 2020, the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture issued guidelines on how Americans should talk about race, how to bridge the, the racial divide and create that oneness that we all desire. Now, in those guidelines, they said, amongst other things, that we must avoid saying that Americans engage in hard work because that phrase, according to the Smithsonian, was about white culture, not American culture. Now, regarding Marsha's other idea of ambition, the Smithsonian said that being action-oriented and working before playing, well, those are also a form of white culture, not American culture. Now, the Smithsonian went on to say lots of other things are bad about white culture, like the Constitution and its founding ideas like English common law and protecting property, and, well, all Western traditions. Again, I want to emphasize here that these are actual statements of belief offered by the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. If you're unaware, the Smithsonian museums are perhaps the most important set of museums in this country. 
They sit on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., and they tell the story that is America to audiences as diverse as high school students on their senior trips to visitors from around the world who want to know more about us. And what the Smithsonian Museum told people is that hard work, ambition, and the Constitution, well, those are forms of white culture, not American culture. I'll defer to you on whether or not you think that's true. I certainly have an opinion, but I want to hear it from you. Still, it raises the question, what does it mean to be an American if it's not about a shared language like English? Or apparently, it can't be about ambition or hard work or the Constitution either. Well, that is the question that I leave you all with today. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.